We aim high, we aim to rise And every vision that's real is analyzed Till every fight in my bones has been applied Every thought I'm a loser be denied So today we're gonna get a little deep um, It's gonna be a short episode um, I had this interesting conversation And I really feel like I wanted to Give the information that I pretty much got out of the conversation that I was having to all of the listeners, followers of 143 Speaks, listeners to Journey of the Mindset. Um, and the conversation really rained down on my heart because it made me really start to think how much of our experiences are the things that's going on in the world. How much does that really play the role in who you are or who I am? I know when I was growing up, I was an insecure person. I didn't think that I had the personality, the ability to love or be loved. Um... And a lot of that came from me being bullied. It was very difficult for me to date and be in relationships because when I was younger, being in special ed, growing up in the South Bronx, there was things that were said to me that diminished my value for myself. It didn't make me feel worthy enough to be in love. So this pretty much wraps around the conversation that I was having and I started to think as human beings and us being in this world and sharing this world together why is it that we allow for another human being to be homeless to live out on the street and we're comfortable with walking past them every day and acting like they're not there. How is it that the world, the environment, we have a big change in weather? You know about the California fires. Global warming is a threat. We have a virus out there that's killing people. Over 200,000, 225,000 Americans. We, as a people, people that share this world, we damage each other by our actions. And we have to realize we're connected all in one way. Some type of way we're connected. And your actions can affect someone else. Now, we can go deeper into this conversation and say that, you know, well, if you're not my family, you're not my friend, if you're not somebody that I don't care about, that I have no love for, then I'm not going to be thinking about you. I'm not going to be thinking about how my actions can affect you. But the point of the conversation was how we're all connected in some type of way, but one, some of us, a lot of us more so probably, refuse to believe that. 
we're on this earth as a family, but we refuse to believe that. We have our little hubs and sections of families and communities, but as a whole, we're family. I think about the children that are less fortunate, that grow up in an environment that's not loving or nurturing. Therefore, they have to adapt this cold heart in defense mechanism because of their surroundings and where they live or who their parents were or what their parents were involved in. I, I'll never forget this story when I was working in this, um, this group home on the campus and we had got this call. I was part of a, a crisis response team and we had got this call that there was a new intake and we needed everybody to come up to nursing. Whenever a new intake came in, they had to go through, he or she had to go through nursing, you know, to get checked, make sure everything is okay and healthy before they came onto campus. And we all go running over there to the nurse's station and there's this kid He's just flipping out, flipping out. Guy must have been about 6'2", flipping out, throwing chairs, yelling, cursing. And as the crisis team, we're supposed to go in and we're supposed to do a physical restraint until they calm down more so. More so to protect themselves and protect others. So as we're getting ready to, to go into the room that he's wrecking in a nurse's station, I tell everybody, stop, hold on. Before we go in there, stop. Listen to what he's saying. And as he's flipping over tables, as he's crying, as he's punching walls, he's saying that he's tired of living this life because of his parents. His parents doesn't care for him. He doesn't understand how they'll rather choose a drug over loving him and being with him. Damage. And that day, we didn't have to restrain him. We let him tire himself out. We went in there. We walked him through the procedures that he had to go through in the first place with the nurse station. And then he was put into a, um, uh, one of the houses that was on the campus. And he did well the first three months. Until he got that phone call and that promise from his parents that they were going to come visit him. And on that day that they were supposed to come visit, no show, no call. I actually disappeared for about two weeks. Then he got to a real big physical altercation where he wound up hurting somebody really bad. That kid in the hospital. Him now in jail. The kid that he hurt now has trauma because he came out of an abusive situation and now got beat up really, really bad because of this kid. So it's a trickle-down effect. There's no formula to saving the world. We can all dream about being a superhero and changing the world. But the things that we need to focus on is the smaller things. Because the smaller things trickle down to the bigger things. We have to figure out a way to love each other. I know that there's a lot of people, some people, you know what, personally I don't even need to say that because if you're a 143 Speaks fan, follower, viewer, if you're a Journey of the Mindset viewer, listener, then you already know. I don't need to say there's going to be some people out there that 
it's not gonna agree with me because the world needs to just love love let's let's take a breath let's breathe let's really look at this it's the same thing when you have two kids a black and white kid that can actually play with each other and get along with each other and then you separate them you hang let them hang out for six months five-year-olds hang out for six months playing with each other and then separate them for about 15 years put them in different situations where they start learning behavior about race where they learn about different races and they start to to develop this hate for them and then put them back together and see if they get along see if they're able to play the way they used to play i don't believe that racism is something that somebody's born with i believe that's a learned behavior Because if you take a white kid and you put him in a black family when he's a baby and let that black family raise him, he's not going to hate that black family. We're supposed to all be here connecting and learning and teaching each other. But we're, we're choosing, a lot of us are choosing to teach the wrong thing, the wrong path, the hate, the negativity. I can say something right now that is provocative to some that's going to piss people off. But one thing that I definitely get tired of is I get tired of my people, my people, I'm talking about my skin, my people, settling when they can get better. We have to teach. We have to learn money. Knowing money is not you going out there and buying the things that you want over the things that you need. Learning money is not you having a savings and then you're going out there and you're spending all of your savings on one thing. Knowing money is not you. It's not us. Just going out there working for the money every day. It's learning how to make the money work for us. I know a lot of us can have better and I know a lot of circumstances that we come from. Because I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up in a, a prominent neighborhood. I grew up in the South Bronx. But I watched. I seen. I listened. And I said, you know what? This is not the life that I want for myself. This is not the life that I want for my kids. So I have to make moves. I have to make a change. And the only way I was able to do that, in all honesty, was by me becoming educated. Because when I started reading a lot more, after I learned how to read, and after I actually went to college, my mind started to expand and I started to see the world differently. I stopped focusing on the negative and I said, how can I be a part of the solution? I want to be a business owner, but I don't want to be a business owner to just boss people around. I want to be a business owner because I want to create something that can impact the community in a positive way and that can teach. Because all life is, is you learning and maintaining. That's all it is, is you learning and maintaining. And what you filter is what you're going to learn and it's what you're going to maintain. And sometimes the things that we filter is negativity. And then we tend to maintain that negativity. We're very consistent with being negative. And then we live a negative lifestyle. And then somewhere along the line, after you go through years and years and years of pain, you have this eye-opening moment. Where you say, I need to change my life experiences.
solutions, outcome. I'm going to say that one more time. Experiences, solutions, outcome. Your experiences are going to cause a solution, but you have to be in charge of the outcome. One thing that my mentor said to me, the very first time he spoke to me and I told him that I wanted to be a speaker and what I wanted to do, the very first question he asked me is he said, okay, what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice? There's a lot that you're going to have to sacrifice in order for you to move towards your goal, in order for you to change your mindset. You might have to sacrifice some of the people that you're hanging out with. You might have to sacrifice the time that you spend doing things like watching TV. You might have to take and, and sacrifice time with family members. But, but there's going to be a sacrifice. There's going to be work. There's going to be pain. But you have to figure out what it is that you want to filter and what you want to learn from. Because a lot of us is walking through life and just allowing life to guide us. We're not taking any control. The experiences, the things that we're seeing, the things that we're hearing, we're allowing that to become us. And we're projecting and teaching that negativity to people around us. And then they're teaching that to people around them. Before I close out, I want to tell you about something. Um, when During my, uh, my graduate, I met this young lady. And we were having this conversation. And she said, you're an empath. And I said, well, what's an empath? She said, look it up. And I started to look it up. And I started to read on it more and read on it more. And I started to learn that empaths are people that fills other people's energy. So if I walk into a room full of people that are sad, full of people that are hurt, I can absorb that energy and then I'll start feeling sad and depressed. Empaths, it's easier for empaths to connect with people because they're able to channel and fill their energy. So it's easier for us to connect with people. The problem is, if you're not a disciplined empath, that's where you can get lost and get hurt. And a disciplined empath chooses the energy that it wants to absorb. Meaning, if you're having a bad day and I walk in, I'm, I, I can say, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. That energy, I don't want to deal with that type of energy. Shield, block, you're not going to get in here. But an undisciplined empath just absorbs everybody's energy. And that's when they find themselves feeling depressed, stressed, overwhelmed, possibly even suicide. We have to understand as a world that we are connected in some type of way or fashion. And your action is a trickle down effect. You have a person that wakes up in the morning takes a shower, sits down and has breakfast with their child, with their family, kisses them in the morning, gets in their car, starts heading to work. You have another person that just did a night of partying that's on their way home, drunk, falls asleep behind a wheel on one side of the highway, hits the divider. That gentleman that just finished kissing his family goodbye, 
is on the other side of the highway when that car flips over on his car and kills him. Actions trickles down. We are connected in this world some type of way. And we have to live with love. I'm just one person. Oh, that was 11. <laughs> if you're watching this, I just put up two figures. I'm just one person. There's thousands of other people out there that's doing positive things, that's trying to uplift communities, that's trying to build communities, that's trying to change communities in a positive way. So what part can you play in these three things? One, helping or changing a community or your community. Two, opening up your mindset, opening up your mind more, being more open. And three, what type of effects are you having on the people around you? I want you to think about those three things. Live with love, people. I know it's hard time. It's been a rough, rough year. 2020 has been rough. But the best thing about this pandemic it is allowing a lot of people to reset, to really think and strategize about the direction that they want to go in. My heart goes out to anyone that has lost anybody during this pandemic. My heart goes out to anybody that has felt or gotten sick with Corona. My heart truly and genuinely goes out to you. But don't let it break you. Rise. Rise. Your heart, your mind, your soul. Release it, rise, and be amazing. Don't let it break you down. Don't let it kill your spirits. You're amazing, you are strong, and I know you can get through this. Ladies and gentlemen, I truly believe that if you fall, you should land on your back so you can look back in a direction that you should be going in. Les Brown said that, and I'm a firm believer. Until next time, we're back. Who's got the guts to pass? I'm in direct. Who's taking this to class? Ain't no time left. Welcome to the journey of the mindset.